And it's like you predicted in, I believe, two podcasts ago, um, that this is going to be a wide open field. And I've heard it from from everybody now. I I will say I heard it from you first, but I've heard it repeated several times that there are as many as 14, maybe 15 teams in this field of 64 that could legitimately end up taking home the trophy. Couldn't agree more. Uh, like, I mean, it would take us five or six really good casts to, to break down these matchups, and and, and obviously uh, we we ain't we're not equipped at that kind of time. So, uh, you know, wherever you want to start, let's uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's crack it open to see what we got going on. Well, let's let's start with the game that I'm sure interests our listeners the most, and that's going to be over in the West Bracket, playing in Des Moines, Iowa. Razorbacks take on, or of course, got the number eight seed, and we're going to be taking on the number nine seed, Illinois Fighting Illini. Jackson, have you had time to think about what this matchup entails? Well, uh, you said the key word. It's, it's, it's all about matchups. And uh, I also said this a, a couple of weeks back, that Coach Musselman is the matchup guru. Uh, the, the guys are going to be ready to play. Uh, they're they're going to come out hyped, obviously. Uh, if you can't get hyped for March Madness, you can't get hyped at all. Uh, <laughs> I think I think this has the potential uh, to to be a it, it has the potential to be an instant classic, but I also think it has the potential to get out of hand of for for Illinois. Uh, all I've heard is talk about their their big man and their height, and uh, but what I hadn't heard them talk about is quickness and speed and agility and athleticism. We have all those, and I yes. think it's a game that our, our, we could just potentially out-athleticism our opponent. And it comes back to what we've been harping on. If we play a good second half of basketball tomorrow, if we play with defensive intensity and we make our free throws, we'll see Kansas in the second round. Well, I think you just said the magic word right there for me, and that's second half, or magic two words. Because, obviously... Uh, I did. I was not optimistic about the Razorbacks' chances in the SEC tournament, and they surprised me. They pleasantly surprised me by pulling out a win against Auburn. Um, again, they they lost the second half in that game against Auburn. They they were 
uh, leading by a comfortable amount going into halftime, and they actually gave up ground, but they still held on for the win, which was good. Um, then they came up against Texas A&M, and that, to me, I, I'm, I'm still in shock at what I saw in the second half against Texas A&M. We had a 13-point lead going into the half, and we ended up losing the game by double digits. We actually beat them by 13 points in the first half, and then we lost the second half by more than 23. I don't know the, I don't remember the exact number, but we lost the second half by something like 25 points, which yeah, is. Uh, so, so, I think you, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's, it's to me, tomorrow is about the second half. Can Arkansas? Because we, we clearly we have the talent to play with the team for 20 minutes. Any team Absolutely. out there. Absolutely, yes. And so, and, yeah. Know, I, and I like, you know, after the selection was made, I like what, uh, what I believe it was Seth Davis said, that, you know, he, he likes Arkansas in this bracket to give Kansas the best game. He picked the Hogs okay. to give Kansas the best game. So he's he said that, and he didn't by any stretch say that Arkansas could beat Kansas, but he said that, <laughs> The way that Nick Smith Jr. has come on since he's been back on the court, he said those kind of players are what make Mark special. And we're going to have to have a big game for him, but I'm also going to say his name again. Devontae Davis is going to be the reason if, that we win this game tomorrow. He's, he's going to be on their best player. He, he's going to be he's going to be playing lockdown defense, just like he did against Texas A&M for a half. Now you're talking yeah. about the Illinois game, right? Yes, and and so you know Devontae Davis is going to he's going to draw their their best offensive score, and he, he's going to play shutdown defense. Devo's going to have his. It's going to be up to the rest of the team to uh, to play the game. As the, as the intro music says, it's all about the game and how you play it. That's what it's going <laughs> to be tomorrow. It's all yes. about that game and how well we play. And yes. it comes down to the second half. And so you know I don't want to jump too far ahead of you, big guy, but I want to go ahead and throw my crazy bracket out there because you know as an Arkansas fan, you have that bracket where Arkansas wins the tournament. Okay, so, okay. Are we just going to step through the Arkansas side of it? Well, I'm just I'm just going to give you, I'm going to give you my final four with Arkansas in it. And then well, no, let's, let's, the, let's, let's go game by game. So who does, okay. obviously Arkansas beats Illinois, right? Yeah. Who do we face? Do we face Kansas in the second round game? We we we, we play Kansas. We uh, we we obviously uh, beat Kansas. Uh, okay. And, and that could in happen. My crazy bracket. In my in my in my crazy. No, I, I could see that happening. Hey, if if I'm not mistaken, I mean, was Arkansas? We were ranked. If we, we were ranked close to Kansas to begin the year, we were ranked number ten. Kansas was ranked what number three or four? It's not. It's not so, that crazy. No, it's not. It's not that far of a stretch. So, I have. Uh, I have uh, UConn advancing in their game over. Uh, over Iona. I have VCU advancing over St. Mary's. Then I have Arkansas beating UConn. To once again advance. Now here's okay. where it gets tricky for me. Uh, I have Gonzaga over Grand Canyon. VCU uh, winning their game. Boise State over Northwestern and UCLA. So then I have Gonzaga beating TCU, UCLA beating Boise State. 
then I have an Arkansas-Gonzaga rematch from last year. Uh-huh. Arkansas advancing to the Final Four. Uh, with, yeah, with Arkansas advancing to the Final Four uh, in in our side. Uh, so Arkansas meets Gonzaga for a second straight year. Yep. I, I, it could happen. It could. I mean, on a, on a much bigger stage, and and we we advance to that Final Four. But this this time we do what we have not been able to do the past two years, and we get it down against Gonzaga. I mean, I mean, we obviously beat Gonzaga last year, but we make it to the Final Four. Absolutely. And then what happens in the Final Four? Do, do you want to well, save that for? Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll go ahead and throw I'll go ahead and throw it all out there for for our, for our great fans. Uh, in, in the Midwest bracket, I, I have it going like this: Houston, Auburn, Miami, Indiana. Xavier, Iowa State. But yeah, let's let's just focus. Go ahead, go ahead. Let's focus on the Final Four right now. Okay, well, of, uh, of the Arkansas that, bracket, uh, and we'll go through the rest in a second. In the uh, in in the Arkansas bracket, I have actually I have Xavier advancing to the Final Four. In which in in the in the Midwest region, my okay. Midwest. So you've got Arkansas uh, against Xavier. Obviously, I have Arkansas winning. Uh, what about the other side? In the south, I have Arizona coming out of the south. Okay. And I have Michigan State coming out of the east. Wow. Then I have now, this Michigan is crazy. State. I have Michigan State knocking <laughs> off Arizona. Michigan State losing to our beloved Arkansas March Madness crazy Razorbacks for the title. Okay. Well, I will say, if, if this comes to pass, we, we are going to be glad that we put this on a podcast because people are going to have to hear this to believe it. <laughs> I mean, that would be truly true insanity if Michigan, if we had Arizona, Michigan State, Xavier, Arkansas Final Four. That would be the essence of madness. But hey, we saw last year probably the maddest thing that I've ever seen in basketball, which was, of course, the 15 seed St. Pete making it to the Final Four. If that can happen, then literally anything can happen. Am I right? right. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. So, you know, obviously as Arkansas fans, I said, you know, uh, I think I, I disclaimed that pretty good. That's, that's an Arkansas fan's because we're all going to pick one. It doesn't matter where you're at listening to this podcast. If you're an Arkansas fan, you've already picked a bracket where Arkansas wins the tournament. You know yes. you have. If you're in any bracket pool, one of them's got Arkansas as the champion. That's my version. Now, if you want to go a more realistic version, I have a couple of those for you too and for our listening pleasure. But I had to throw the Arkansas craziness out there first because – that's what uh that's what I'm gonna be cheering for as our team to make yeah. it not to the final four, to make it to the championship game and win it. So <laughs> Amen. Go. Hey, anything is possible. And and especially I mean, it's not that much of a stretch because yes I mean, anyone who listens to this podcast knows I have been very critical of our play 
for the past month or longer because it hasn't been pretty in a lot of ways. But if you just go, if you take a step back and you look at the big picture, you're looking at a team, a program that started the year ranked in the top 10 in the country, this team. You're looking at a lot of star recruits that are that are all, you know, probably playing the best, or you know, the, the, their game is constantly improving, and and it's probably as best as it's ever been. You're looking at a coach that has taken two consecutive teams to the elite eight, and and so. You know, and, and you're looking at a team that has fared pretty well, you know, uh, won uh, more than 20 games in a pretty tough conference. There's a lot of SEC teams in this tournament. Uh, yes. eight I'm of, trying to think. Eight, eight, eight SEC teams. Eight of so, them counting Mississippi State in the play-in, which they lost. But there were eight teams in the 68-team field from the SEC. Eight teams. So... Hmm. You know, if you take a step back, it's not crazy at all. I mean, in I would say that in past years when we've had teams that maybe I've even felt better about, maybe we've even been seeded higher, but you go back five or six years, I would say that this team has a better chance than those teams just based on the, the uh, composition of the team and um, the expectations coming into the season, you know? out there that the Big Ten is a very weak conference this year. And I was frankly very surprised, very surprised to see Michigan State get a seven seed. I was putting them on about the 11 seed line. And I was thinking a 10, you know, would be reasonable, but maybe a little overseeded. A seven to me, there is no way I think Michigan State, I mean, they're 19 and 12. 
And those 12 losses are a lot of them are to teams that didn't make the tournament or, or, or barely made the tournament. For example, like right. Northwestern, uh, Northwestern to me had a stronger, and then they made a seven C too. But again, Northwestern's got 11 losses. Michigan State has 12. And they're not coming out of the SEC with eight teams. They're coming out of a conference that has five teams, the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and, and you, you speak of seedings, and, you know, we could talk all day about who got rubbed and who got snubbed. Uh, I, I want to throw, I mean, we, we don't like them. We're, they're, they're SEC opponents. But A&M should have been seeded higher. Yes. There's a second-place yes. team in the best conference, in my yeah. opinion, the best conference in America. Yes. You know, they argue for the Big 12, and but I think we're in the best conference in America in all sports. But, you know, basketball this year is even stronger than it has been before. And A&M falls, you know, on that, on that seven-seed line. And I just think it was for the sole purpose so they could play Texas in the second round. Hey, I was you took you took the words out of my mouth. And and you know and somebody, you know, you know, and I, I know you're gonna want to speak on this too, but I'm gonna probably take some more words from you. The 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 Wolfpack, they, they these guys made it sound like the Wolfpack didn't even deserve to get in. And guess what, Big Mo? Spoiler alert! I've got NC State in the Sweet Sixteen. Well, to do that, they're most likely gonna have to make it past Baylor. And they, they in fact lose to Arizona, who I have in that bracket playing for the champ or playing in the final four. So, but I have them in the Sweet Sixteen. Well, I, I, I want to give you an update too. I like that Arizona pick because let me tell you, the Pac-12 I think is stronger than a lot of people uh, realize. Uh, they got snubbed by not getting a number one seed, but right now in the 11 seed playing game, Arizona State leads Nevada at halftime. Arizona State, 53 to 26. Wow. They lead by 27 points at halftime. So, might I want to consider that when finalizing your bracket that UCLA and Arizona made mincemeat out of teams like Arizona State. For most of the season, ending up with uh, Arizona had 28 wins, which is eye-popping, and UCLA had 29 wins. Right. Well, and and you're you're not too far off from me, Big Mo, because in one of my other brackets, my final four is is Arizona, Purdue, UCLA, and Houston, with. UCLA playing Purdue and Purdue winning a championship. Okay. I gave the big man a nod in that one. And then, you know, just to throw the other one out there for for, uh, for giggles, I have Arizona in all the final fours. Uh, the other one would be uh, Arizona, Michigan State. I'm, I'm just, I, I love Tom Izzo. Uh, Houston. UCLA with Michigan State playing UCLA and Michigan State taking the title. So my three champions in my three brackets are Michigan State, Purdue, and Arkansas. Well, I tell you, on Purdue's side, I I honestly think that they're going to have a tough matchup in the second round. Um, Florida Atlantic obviously is a 
rock solid team. They had 31 wins this year. Uh, I don't know if they're for real, but we're about to find out against Memphis. If Florida Atlantic can beat Memphis, I think they can give Purdue a run for their money. Because don't forget, Purdue is the team that lost to 15-seeded St. Pete last year in the Elite Eight. Now, it's one thing for a 15-seed to win the first-round game. That's a shocker. It's even more of a shocker for that 15-seed to make it to the Sweet 16 because that second team's on notice. That seven, that seven or ten seed is, is on notice that that 15 seed can play ball, but they just have one day to prepare for them. Sometimes you'll see a team like that get to the Sweet 16. Once they get to the Sweet 16, that's almost always where it ends because the Sweet 16 team that they're facing has an, almost an entire week to prepare for them. Well, they, they won the Sweet 16 game, too. I don't remember exactly who that was against. but um, And they advanced to the Elite Eight. Well, the team from the Elite Eight they met was Purdue. Purdue, at that point, had to know a, a lot about St. Pete and be ready to – I mean, you're one game away from the, from the Final Four, and all you have to do is beat a 15 seed. Yeah. They couldn't do it. They got handled yeah. by St. Pete. The 15 seed, St. Pete. So I'm thinking whoever advances between Memphis or Florida Atlantic, uh, they're going to give Purdue a scare because for whatever reason, maybe it's the style of basketball they play, maybe it's just the, the personality of some of the guys on the team, that they've been known to freeze up under pressure. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's a good point. And, and you know, in, in the... The bracket that I have Michigan State winning it, uh, I actually have uh, Memphis uh, being being the team that knocks Purdue out, then wins their uh, Sweet 16 game, and then advances to the Elite Eight to be put out by Michigan State. That's Memphis. Yeah, and then don't forget, don't forget, on the same side of that bracket, you have Duke and Tennessee as the four and the five seed. Duke, fresh off an ACC championship win with uh, 26 wins under its belt. And we all know about Tennessee. Arkansas fans know well what Tennessee can do. So, um, you know, there's there's a that's a pretty tough road for Purdue. And I think since they got the last number one seed, um, it was kind of set up that way. That, yeah, you get your number one seed, but we're not going to make it easy for you. Right, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm not uh, I'm not high on Tennessee. I, I've got them. I've got them losing that uh, that second round game uh, to whoever they play. Uh, I don't have them advancing. Uh, the 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 one twelve uh, twelve five matchup is really intriguing to me. And uh, we know how scrappy that Oral Roberts team is with Max Aismas. And uh, so uh, that, that's the 12-5 that I'm really looking at as as your your potential bracket busting up upset would be Oral Roberts over Duke. And now, and now speaking of Oral Roberts, isn't that the team that former Razorback Connor Vanover went to? It absolutely is, and you know he was even talked about when Oral Roberts' name was announced. You know they they have the 
one of the best scorers in the country in Max Aismas, but they said that they also have a 7-5 a that can stretch the floor and shoot the three at a high percentage. So evidently, he's went down to Will Roberts and he's, he's really shined like he was supposed to do for the Hogs. But uh, so, I mean, the Will Roberts 12-5 matchup is very intriguing. And, uh, and you know, I, I actually have him. Uh, I have Will Roberts uh, making some noise and and uh, not only knocking off uh, Duke, but also knocking off Tennessee before losing to uh, before losing to Memphis uh, in, in my bracket. So, uh, you know, I, or, and or for Duke. So. Yeah, I, I really think you're right on that. As much as I like Duke and what they've done recently, especially in the ACC tournament, mm-hmm. we have to remember. Um, Oral Roberts, they won 30 games this year. Yep. I mean, and, and I had them as an eight seed. Oral Roberts is actually uh, in some part, I think in the either coaches or AP poll, they were a ranked team coming into the tournament, number 25 Absolutely. in the country. Right. And Duke, meanwhile, they won all their games at home, but if you just look at their road record, it's not pretty. They lost a lot of games this year. I mean, they only lost eight games all season. But every single one of those games came on the road. So you look at their their uh, record, and now obviously they won the ACC tournament, but don't forget, that was played in Greensboro, North Carolina. That's essentially home games for Duke, okay? You sleep in your same bed for, for those games. So outside of the central North Carolina area, uh, where they also won, you know, uh, a game against North Carolina, I believe. Um, who, by the way, I, I, I have to mention on the podcast, did not make the tournament, which, uh, as you know, as you know, was very delightful to me. And uh, I also enjoyed seeing how they declared that they they won't play in the NIT this year because it's it's beneath them. They're just not going to play basketball anymore. That's, that's kind of how they. The approach that their program takes, apparently. Anyway, but um, but you know, Duke it, it, on the road outside outside of Central North Carolina, this game will be played uh, for for Duke in Orlando. So they're going to be playing down in Florida. That's, you know, Duke Duke does not travel well. And meanwhile, you've got a very dangerous Oral Roberts team. I see a lot of potential there for an upset. Absolutely, and and you know, and and not to switch gears too much, but. Looking, looking at the uh, looking at the the West, there's another 12-5 matchup that I think people need to keep an eye on, and that's uh, those upset-minded Rams from BCU. Okay. Into the 12 seed over St. Mary's. So uh, I don't have them getting past UConn, but I do have them knocking off St. Mary's in the first round. So and- there's another 12-5 to think about for our uh, our our bracketology experts out there that that listen. Uh, I, I don't think the, the Midwest 12-5, uh, I don't think Miami has any problems with, with Drake. And uh, uh, that San Diego State team is going to make some noise in this tournament. And I, I have them uh, I have them advancing to the Sweet 16, uh, San Diego State. Okay, uh, that's interesting. Virginia in the second round. So uh, before, before losing to uh, – actually before uh, beating either – either West Virginia or Alabama uh, before getting knocked out by Arizona. So I actually have San Diego State in the Elite Eight. 
So wow, uh, San Diego State is a uh, is is another one to to keep keep your keep your eye on, and and that's based on the Maui performance from the beginning of the year when they took Arkansas to the wire, and we had to beat them in overtime. But at the same time, they've done nothing but get better since. So San Diego State. Now, now my question for for Big Mo, you know, using your name, who who has the potential in this tournament bracket to 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 snatch the Big Mo and and go on, you know, a really deep run that maybe people aren't looking at. Maybe people aren't looking at. Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, honestly, I think the one that might be sliding under the radar. And it's just because they're in a bracket with a bunch of big big names already around them. That's Kansas State. I think there's a lot of people who are not picking up on Kansas State, but I think they're in a really dangerous spot here. Um, there's no guarantee that Kentucky is going to make it past Providence. And if they do, we know that there's games Kentucky doesn't show up on. If Providence wins, then you're looking at 11C, which Kansas State should be able to handle. They start off against Montana State. I don't think that'll be a problem for them. And then you have a uh, – if you're able to make it to the Sweet 16, you're looking at either a Marquette team who, frankly, I mean, nothing against Marquette, but they're not used to being where they're at. They're not used to being a two-seed. This is – Virtually uncharted territory for Marquette being a um, being a non-name brand team and uh, and being ranked as highly as they are. And I actually, I, you know, one of the few non-conference games that I watched this year, I actually, or I actually listened to it on the radio. I listened to the Marquette Wisconsin game this year, and that was played in Mark in in Milwaukee, so in in Marquette's home stadium. Wisconsin actually beat them, and you'll notice you won't see Wisconsin in this tournament. Okay. So on a big stage at a, at a you know I I, I want to say that the Milwaukee I want to say it was at a uh, possibly a neutral court, or at least it was close to a neutral court because you probably had more Badger fans there than Eagles fans. Um, but at a neutral court on the big stage, I have some serious questions. Now, again, that was back in December. But you don't get tested in the Big East like the NCAA tournament is going to test you. You just don't anymore. You don't have those big names floating around the Big East like you used to where it was kind of a mecca of basketball. So they're either going to face uh, – Kansas State's either going to face Marquette or they're going to face the winner of Michigan State and USC. Uh, again, I'm assuming Vermont didn't pull off the upset. But they could. Um, they're going to face the, and I think both Michigan State and USC are uh, slightly overrated in my book. I, I thought USC should be an 11 seed and a play-in, and Michigan State. We already heard. I think they should be an 11 seed. So there's no one that I, I see in this bracket that Kansas State can't handle. Probably pretty comfortably, given the, the level of competition they've played day in and day out in the Big 12, which is the right. biggest meat grinder in college basketball, until the Elite Eight. And once they get to the Elite Eight, they've got a lot of confidence under their belt. And, you know, they're going to probably play a pretty good team, but it's, in one game, anything can happen, especially when you're playing good basketball. Exactly. 
exactly. And and to throw just no, uh, it's really another nod at, at Coach Musselman, even though he left Arkansas and he's at Kansas State. Former Razorback Desi Seals is a starter for the Wildcats, so he made a deep run with Arkansas when they get when they got beat by Baylor a couple of years ago in the Elite Eight, and now he moves on to Kansas State where he's a starter and he's one of their future players and, and another former Razorback. So okay, uh, you know, so, very nice insight, Jackson. That's that's what we count on you for right there. I definitely <laughs> agree with you on the Kansas State pick because. I actually have them uh, in in the Sweet 16 uh, after after beating Kentucky. Uh, Another thing, I I think Kansas State is playing with a little chip on their shoulder because I heard when I was doing some research on this that they were ranked to finish, they were predicted to finish last in the Big 12 this year. And I think they've been playing with a little chip on their shoulder all year long. And... We know from uh, you know the the, the days of uh, of Roland Nolan Richardson that when you're playing with with a little chip on your shoulder and a little bit of a me against the world mentality, you can you can go far in the NCAA tournament. That's a, that's a good good frame of mind to be in when you're trying to uh, win those those difficult games. You know, and and you know, I, I just I love everything that the NCAA tournament is, and you know it. I always look forward, I mean, I love the matchups, but I always look forward to, you know, the players that come into that tournament that nobody's talking about. Who's, who's going to really be, who's going to be your Steph Curry this year? Oh, yeah. They talk about him a little bit, but then he gets to the tournament and he just absolutely goes bananas. Uh, yeah. Who's going to be your John Morant, to, to, to yeah. throw out a little more controversial name there? <laughs> you know, I, I, I think I think that there's I think that there's players uh, for for a lot of squads that nobody's really talking about them right now. Okay. Uh, but I think that and you know and you know not to really be a homer, but I think some of them wear Razorback red. All right. You know? Well, now is I, I, I'll I, give I, you one here that that wears red, but it's a uh, just slightly lighter shade of red, and that's Traquavia Smith from NC State. Uh, I mean, I, as you know, I was thinking that NC State was going to perform better in their tournament than Arkansas did in the SEC tournament. That was that was my feeling going into this past weekend, and uh, it turned out it was a wash. They both won their first game and completely lost out on their second game. Uh, yeah. NC State, first game came out and, uh, you know, played played magnificently. Absolutely blew uh, Virginia Tech off the court, okay? I mean, it was, it was a 20, 25-point lead in the early minutes of the second half. And from that point on, it was basically playing backups and trying not to get guys hurt. And that's the only way it got down to, I think, 14, 15 points, whatever it was. But it was an utterly dominant win. Then they got against, came against Clemson, and the wheels fell off. For whatever reason, all season long, Clemson had NC State's number. Good news for NC State is that Clemson's not in the tournament. But um, – let me tell you, this team has some potential. Have you have do you have any thoughts about the NC State Creighton? And now there's a team that Arkansas is familiar with, the NC State Creighton matchup coming up. Um, well, I mean, I, I alluded to it earlier. Uh, I, in, in in all three of my picks, I've got NC State 
Sweet 16. So obviously I like them over Creighton. Uh, I don't think that Creighton has lived up to their billing, you know, since beating Art. Okay. Um, I think Creighton has probably seated a little high. I don't think that NC State, the 11, I think the 11 is deceiving. And whoever shows up to play NC State in the Sweet 16 better be ready to play ball, or they might just get tore up by the Wolfpack. So, uh, you know, and and I, I have to throw out another or another dark, a dark horse for the Sweet 16. I don't know if they can quite make it to the Elite Eight like I have them. And you probably know the direction I'm going with this, but it, it's not really a dark horse. It's more like a dark cyclone. Oh, hey! I, it wouldn't be a tournament if we didn't if we didn't hear some Iowa uh, State prognostication from from Action Iowa Jackson. State, <laughs> Iowa State beating Texas to advance to the lead eight before getting beat by Houston now on on Houston's way to the Final Four. So, uh, I, I mean, the, the Cyclones. I, I mean, they're just you know, so. Now, now, did you say beating Texas? Let me. Let me get this. So you're so you're you're having. Do you think it's going to be a Texas A and M Texas a second round matchup? Um, it, you know, in, in in one in one bracket, yes, but in in the uh, in the main one, uh, I, I have Penn State beating Texas A and M uh, before losing to Texas, and then uh, I have Iowa State beating uh, Xavier, uh, and then beating Texas. It uh, advancing to lose to Houston in the uh, in the LEA. Okay, so you got Iowa State beating Pittsburgh, and I mean, I frankly, I'm always worried about that. Ever since they started to do the 11 seed playing game, I'm constantly worried about that 6-11 playing game because I feel like the 11 seed is now a 11 seed on steroids. Because they've already won one of those winner go home games, right. and you'll remember a few years back what happened with UCLA going all the way to the, um, I believe the Final Four. Am I right? Either the Elite Eight or the Final Four as the 11th seed. Yeah, I think they. Uh, I think that was that epic game against Gonzaga. Uh, yeah. Or, uh, yeah, I believe you're. I believe you're correct. Yes, instant class. That was an all timer. I, I, I threw I threw mine out there, Big Mo. Of, give give the fans a, a a Big Mo Final Four. A Final Four. We already know that I like Kansas State. I'm not sure who's going to come out of the top of that bracket, but I feel pretty good about Kansas State get, getting to the bottom. And I'll take my chances with them beating whoever comes out of the top as the three seed. So I like Kansas State in the East. In the uh, South, you know, I do not like Alabama at all. I would like NC State to make it, but I have to be honest, I, I don't think, based on how they performed, uh, they, they, they kind of have Arkansas's problem with the lack of consistency. Now, there's two theories on that. One, they're just not consistent and good enough to do it. Or two, they just have a problem with Clemson. And let me tell you, if they just have a problem with Clemson, NC State could make a huge run in this tournament. I just want to put that on the record. Um, actually, I think that the team that's that's going to pull it out in this in the South bracket 
is actually the Virginia Cavaliers because I'm a strong believer that when it comes to these tough games, defense a lot of time wins the game. And Virginia plays defense. They are the number one team in the ACC. Uh, you know, they, they stumbled in the tournament, but you'll see, I mean, the ACC tournament. But a lot of times you'll see these teams that make the Final Four, they didn't win their tournament. They come into the tournament feeling like they have something to prove. And Virginia's in that uh, category for sure. Out of the Midwest, I think that one to me is easy. I got Houston. And the fact that they lost their conference tournament game, to me, that just makes it even more, gives them even more motivation to make it to the Final Four, just like they've done. Is it the past two years they've made it to the Final Four? Um, yeah, I believe that would be uh, accurate. I mean, there's this Houston, they've got the talent, they've got the experience. Uh, you know, I, I, there's no one on this sheet that I could bet on against Houston. And then uh, coming out of the West, I'm a big fan of UCLA. I think UCLA, they've won 29 games. They handled a lot of teams that um, I think people are, are, are underrated, frankly. Uh, I think they're just frankly better than they people give them credit for. They should have gotten the two seed. They're going to have a matchup against Gonzaga, most likely in the Sweet 16. And I think they're going to win that matchup. Um because uh, Gonzaga, like I said, they didn't even win their conference. They didn't win their conference. The, the Gonzaga does not impress me. They have not impressed me. And they're playing that in the West. Um, I'm trying to uh, remember, do uh, you, you know where, where the West region is? Is that Phoenix this year? Um, actually, I believe, yep, yep I, believe, I believe you're accurate on that. Let me just do some quick research here. West region. I'm thinking, I want to say it's in Phoenix. I mean, both both teams are from the West, but uh, you know, regardless of, of, of where they play, I, I I feel like UCLA is going to be out West. They're going to they're going to feel comfortable, and um, you know, they, they've won a lot of uh, games against against tough teams, as you can see from the Arizona State results and uh, the way they played against, frankly, non-conference opponents. Uh, I like UCLA, so that that'd be my final four: is UCLA in the West, Midwest Houston, East Kansas State, and South would be uh, would be Virginia. So who wins? And who? Okay, so then you're gonna have Virginia against Kansas State. Like I said, when that happens, I have to go with defense. I'm putting Virginia in the championship game, and then you're gonna have UCLA against Houston. I think UCLA is too good. UCLA uh, plays Virginia in the final, and um, you know I, I think UCLA hoist hoist the crown this year. Well, I, I, I like it. I, so so no no Virginia 
Vegas would both in the in the first round of this this tournament. They certainly could. <laughs> they certainly could slip up. I mean, they are four seed. They're playing Furman though, and they should be able to handle Furman. Okay. I mean, thirteens like beat fours all the time, but. And, and don't forget, Virginia famously, you know, they were the first number one seed to ever lose <laughs> in the tournament, you know. And then the next year, they they won the championship. So, and, you know, you brought up a 13-4 matchup, and, and I just want to, uh, you know, I'm I'm a basketball fan, so I like storylines too. And, and I got to throw, I got to throw a line out there for Rick Pitino's coach now on the team. Uh, you know, they're playing UConn a 13-4. You know, you got you got the the sister team ma- uh, magic and all kinds of things with Iona. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know Rick Pitino. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not saying they're going to beat UConn, but you know, there's a 13-4 to watch out for. Yep. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, and oh, I'm not sure what time the first game tips off tomorrow, but. Madness is here, and uh, you know we, we know when the one that matters starts. And uh, so hopefully tomorrow evening, uh, we're we're looking forward to to a possible matchup with Kansas. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, the Hogs play tomorrow at three o'clock. Um, three o'clock Central Time should be uh, winding up about five o'clock or five thirty. And um, and yeah, like you said, I'm I'm hoping hoping to get past Illinois. A lot can happen in one game. I was right about the West Region. That is in Phoenix. The uh, uh, South Region is actually going to be in. I'm sorry. Hmm. I got. I, I think I got that wrong. Um, so, so we're, okay, here we go. Well, like Phoenix is going to be the, uh, the next, uh, site for the, this year's, oh, by the way, uh, yeah, this year's, um, Final Four is in Houston. So for those, those people who want Houston to go all the way, they'll basically be playing, uh, their, uh, game in um, at, at home if they make it to the Final Four. They'll be playing basically at home. Las Vegas, Las Vegas is going to be your your site for um, for the West Region this year. New York is the site for the East. Kansas City is the site for the Midwest, and Louisville is the site for the South. So got got that nailed down. So um, we're we're hoping the Hogs are in Vegas. Absolutely, that would that would be great. Have have Arkansas and Vegas, and Vegas is is a pretty neutral site. I mean, we don't have UNLV uh, wandering around this bracket that I can see here. So uh, that's going to be a very neutral site, uh, a site in which you won't have a lot of fans for really any team. I don't think the people in Vegas particularly care that much about basketball. They're more into NFL and hockey than college basketball. So, um, and they're used to having a lot of people from, from out of town in their city. So it'll be, it'll be a very, 
It'll be exciting if if Arkansas if Arkansas can make it to the Sweet Sixteen, anything can happen. But um, yeah, we need we need to beat Illinois, and then most likely it's going to be Kansas. And recently, Kansas. One thing I, I like about playing Kansas is they have some issues going on right now, particularly with their coach. There's a lot of distractions for Kansas, and they have that pressure of being the defending champion. So even though it's being played in Des Moines, if you're not a Kansas fan and you're in that building, you're rooting for Arkansas. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, you know, same thing with NC State. I think NC State has a, um, you know, a fighting chance if they can make it past Creighton. Who knows who will advance between Baylor and and, uh, Santa Barbara. And, uh, you know, Baylor's always a tough matchup, but, you know, NC State, as as they went toe-to-toe with Kansas earlier this year, I think NC State lost by three against Kansas. So they can play with the Big 12 teams, make it to the Sweet 16. We're going to have a a very nice podcast next week talking about uh, whatever those matchups are or whatever that matchup is in the Sweet 16. Absolutely, and I I just look forward to all the madness and – and uh, it, it, it's always a pleasure, man. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, like you say, it's like it's like Christmas for for basketball fans, you know. Absolutely, <laughs> Christmas in March, baby. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I say, Amen to March Madness. Go Hogs and go Wolfpack. Let's see what happens. Absolutely, absolutely. Amen. Amen. Amen.